don't worry about, oh my gosh, that happened. The person that you're talking to might be just as flustered as you are because they were probably having the same issues right before y'all were able to connect. And so if one aspect of that is missing, um, just shine by being who you are and 100% honest you and show yourself, showcase yourself in that way. As the global pandemic continues to impact our world, many universities and companies are turning to virtual recruitment events to bring employers and candidates together. While the concept of virtual career fairs and networking events is not new, more and more online events are now being planned for recruitment purposes. In this episode, we will discuss virtual recruitment events and share best practices to hopefully help you have a successful online experience. Hello and welcome listeners to Send Me Your Resume podcast. Send Me Your Resume is a podcast for individuals progressing through their career journey and looking for more insight to help them navigate today's job market. Today, uh, we are gathered here. Of course, the team is back together again, the Send Me Your Resume podcast team. Hello, how's everybody doing? Aiden, how's how's your day going? Hey, day's going really well. Um, you know, it's Monday, so I'm just yeah. kind of uh, gearing up, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, I had a good weekend and ready to get started uh, the new work week. Great, great. Amy, how's things going, things going on your end? All is good. All right. And Michelle. Hi, everyone. Um, things are going well. We are kind of in the heat of campus recruiting season. So I've been very busy meeting lots of different students and going to different uh, virtual events. Uh, so we're excited to be here today. Yeah. And Michelle, that was a great segue. Um, as you mentioned, we are in the thick of fall recruitment this year. Uh, in- interesting turn of events is we're doing all this virtually. So um, that's what our topic is going to be about today is fall virtual recruitment and really just how to optimize that experience um, from a student standpoint, as well as from an employer standpoint um, as well. Uh, This year looks totally different from what we've experienced in years past. I've been involved with university relations, campus recruiting for the past, um, going five years now. So uh, this is totally different from what I've experienced just in my short amount of time in campus recruitment as far as doing this virtually. So um, just to kick off the conversation, I wanted to know just our thoughts so far. You know, this is so different from what we've done in years past, like I mentioned, from 2019 to now. Uh, what are some differences that, you know, you all have noticed so far in this? Michelle? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what I realized is uh, we've learned a lot very quickly and uh, the whole landscape has changed. I think even two, three months ago, some of the schools were really trying to push uh, for their events being face to face. 
Um, and so quickly yep. how to kind of pivot everything into this virtual uh, setting. But, you know, I will say I was very skeptical at first in the past uh, when we've had virtual events with different colleges and universities. I didn't really feel that we were getting a, a high return of investment on those events um, and not as engaged students. But now that uh, virtual events are really the only option, I feel that we are getting students that are very engaged and very interested and we're kind of finding new ways and ways to get get students uh, more interested in these type of virtual events. So we've attended uh, several career fairs as well. We posted our own webinars and different panels as well as just presentations with student organizations. Um, so some things that I really like about the career fair setting um, in that virtual environment is you actually have the opportunity as a recruiter to spend uh, about 10 minutes with individual students in one-on-one -on -one conversations. Whereas at the career fair, you have maybe one to two minutes to really get to know that student, but in the virtual setting, you have that 10 minute dedicated conversation. So you might not get to talk to many students, but those students that you are talking to, you're having very valuable um, conversations and really able to determine if those students are a fit for some of your open positions. And then for those students that aren't able to meet in the one-on-one -on -one setting due to schedule conflicts or because our events might be full, they have the opportunity to attend the group info session. And during those group info sessions, I think uh, the students can get a lot of value about what the company culture is like, what types of roles that uh, the company has available, as well as um, ask any questions. So I um, definitely am very surprised how uh, the virtual events have been going. But um, now that we've kind of got them up and running, and it's uh, probably two, three weeks in the season, I think uh, there are a lot of benefits of these uh, virtual career fairs yeah and michelle with the one-to-one -one, speaking of that's through handshake correct yeah handshake they rolled out that option yeah yeah so uh through all right you I have just... the ability to do one-on-one -on -one, um uh, interviews, but I think that, or not interviews, sorry, one-on-one um, -on -one conversations, but I think other platforms may offer similar options as well. Okay. All right. Awesome. Um, Hayden, what, what are your thoughts so far? You know, you've been a couple weeks into it doing virtual fairs, presentations. How is this different from years past? Yeah. So, um, Initially, it was pretty tough. Uh, well, I guess it's kind of like the five uh, stages of um, virtual recruitment, right? So we're like, oh, yeah, it's awesome. We figured out everything. It's going to be great. And then day one comes in and um, I'm not able to log in. And we're you know, having all this technical difficulties with the platforms. And then it's, oh, my goodness, we just, you know, our network doesn't work with the system. And, and um, so... Thankfully, we've gotten to figure all of that out, and I think everything's going great moving forward. And I, I think uh, mm -hmm. now that we're on the other side of that, you know, um, there there's nowhere but up from here. I think that convenience is a great thing, not only for the employer, um, like, hey, you know, we're just having a conversation here in my office slash kids game room, um, and. Uh, and also convenience for the student as well. You know, um, they are, and maybe it's a little less daunting too, because, you know, there is 
miles between us. We're just on the on a webcam and having a conversation. And so hopefully, like Michelle said, it just leads to more fruitful conversations because there's less. Um, but I think in the student then has to be very selective then because there are, you can't go and talk to every booth in the amount of time. Uh, but you probably want to be more selective about, you know, what company you want to speak to. Uh, but besides that, I mean, I think it's really great. And I think it's only going to get better as we move forward. And hopefully we can implement a lot of this uh, moving forward when we're on the other side of, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. I, I kind of feel the same way. I think, you know, it definitely has some benefits. One of the things that I really enjoy is just the opportunity to add on additional options to what we have offered in the past. Um, we are hosting events ourselves now virtually, um, utilizing some of the technology that we have within our company. And those have gone really well. Um, too. You know, we started back in August. We've had two events so far and we have some more events coming up over the next couple of months. Amy, you've been really involved with that as far as getting us set up with our virtual coffee chats and, and just offering those to the universities. That's really different from what we've done in the past. You know, we've kind of looked at the schools to offer those options for us but now having that ability to do something ourselves that's that's opened up a whole new ball game well and I also think that the timing couldn't have been better I mean just given the uh so many of the students that we talk to their day-to-day -day consists of snapchat uh you know tiktok you know that just exactly what we're doing during these virtual events, they're used to doing that day to day. And so I think it provides mm -hmm. an element of comfort of um, something that they're just familiar with and then something that's on their level. So I think that's an added benefit, even though it looks for us in this particular setting outside of virtual events, this is pretty much what everybody does. This is how they interact a lot of the time. So I think that really helps. Um, and I will say, I think one of the challenges, um, and it goes along with the title of our podcast, is for candidates to be able to share their resume, right? Um, unless you like put it up against the webcams, like, hey, so here's where I interned last summer. And, <laughs> um, but thankfully, you know, at least with us, we allow them the opportunity to utilize a QR code where they can then submit a resume for. But I do find myself having conversations with individuals and wishing that I could reference their resume during the conversation. And so um, hopefully for for candidates that are attending career fairs, they're able to uh, utilize QR codes to get their resumes to recruiters. I know we do, thankfully, but that I would say is one one um, element I wish we had the opportunity to see physical resumes during the conversations. Well, Hayden, that's definitely an interesting point because I remember last year we're going to career fairs and there's this huge paper trail of resumes and we come home from a career fair and we have a huge stock of resumes and we don't know exactly what to do with it. 
Um, and I think one thing that COVID's given us the opportunity in these virtual settings um, has given us the opportunity to do is use our virtual platforms um, because they're going to make us more efficient and take out some of that manual work. So um, I think for us as a, a, a talent acquisition team, it definitely is helpful to get all the resumes that we can into our system so that we can go back and track and take notes uh, versus having a whole stack of resumes. So I think definitely there's opportunity here in starting to leverage some of those technologies that we already have in place. And I think other companies will do the same. Um, but yeah, definitely I, I understand your point and hopefully that's something that uh, we can continue to kind of tweak and um, improve. Yeah, I kind of look at it as similar to what the schools, the universities are doing with their virtual launch. It was like day one had all this chaos, panic, everyone trying to adjust and just learn how to utilize the system or just to connect. Um, so, you know, needless to say, day one of us connecting with the students virtually whether it's through career fairs or anything like that, had a similar challenges. But over time, over the, the uh, past couple of weeks or so, it's like, you know, we continue to get better, more efficient, working with the universities, working with the other vendors that are offering these services. It gets better over time. So really excited, optimistic um, about the future. I, I definitely feel like there's a lot to learn as well as a lot to gain from uh, this virtual recruitment uh, space. Um, of course, you know, with this kind of being a new environment for everyone, it's almost like you have to relearn how to do certain things in this virtual environment as well. So there are some best practices we can all take away from this um, to get better on using this format for the future and that goes for employers as well as students. Um, what do you all see as some best practices maybe students can keep in mind um, as they begin to engage and connect with employers virtually? I'll, I'll jump in. Um, one, I think it's an opportunity to um, maybe be patient, uh, learn patience, you know, um, as you're dealing with, um, you know, technical difficulties, potentially maybe technical difficulties for the recruiter, um, figuring out um, maybe if like for ours, some of ours, we weren't able to attend. We did a good job of notifying those uh, candidates we weren't able to meet with. And so maybe good follow-up from that and reaching out and connecting in a different platform. Um, and that is a best practice is just the follow up, you know, um, here I am on LinkedIn, we just had a good conversation, I want to make sure and stay connected with you. Um, let's, let's connect on LinkedIn, I think it's a good way to do that. And then another great, uh, a good best practice, I think is just, um, you know, while you may be in your home, I think it's important to um, dress, you know, to impress, uh, not that um, you know, that's the only factor. I think it just kind of speaks to your professionalism and the seriousness that you're communicating. Always dress the part, even though you're online. Um, and, you know, maybe it's only from waist up, you know, you're in a tuxedo, but um, that's all we see. So it doesn't matter. So. 
you, you make a good point about that. I was in a virtual event, I want to say two weeks ago, and connecting with students. And I was caught off guard because, of course, it was a fair, a career fair, but I was caught off guard about uh, how many people were joining into the fair just with a t shirt on, or, you know, maybe they had their. You know, they just were not dressed for actual career fair. I was expecting for people to still approach it like it was a typical career fair. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really casual. I think there was maybe a, a handful that was actually dressed up from where I could see Hayden, like you said, maybe it was just from the, the top up. I mean, the, uh, the top down to your waist. If that's what you have to do, hey, I don't think there's a... a best practice or preferred way of doing that. But again, I, I would say dress the part, just approach it like a normal career fair. Uh, Michelle? You, yeah, you for sure. So I just want to add a few uh, best practices that come to mind. So one thing that I found out, and you can't use this on all platforms, um, but on WebEx, MS Teams, I believe, um, you're actually able to update your background. So if you think maybe your bedroom or wherever you're going to be is kind of messy or distracting or you don't want people to see what's going on in the background, uh, definitely test that out and see if there is a professional image, maybe the background of your school or something that your school authorizes you to use um, so that it looks a little more professional and you don't have distractions going on in the background. So that's definitely something I would recommend. And then another thing, you may be uh, finding that you're attending um, some uh, info sessions as, long, as well as the career fairs. And so one thing I can recommend is really making sure that you're taking notes, maybe asking questions during those info sessions. But also, if you are able to secure an interview uh, with that company, definitely reference your notes and maybe try to take some things that you learned from that presentation and kind of integrate it to the interview. Because I think employers will be very impressed that you are paying attention and you really learned something from the time that they spent with you in that virtual info session. Yeah, Michelle, you bring up a good point. Um, so I, had a, I was having a conversation with a student last week dressed really nice dressed to impress but his like laundry was you know all over his bed in the background <laughs> his room was just an absolute mess you could tell you know this is just a college kid he um you know he's you know uh he's doing his own laundry so i credit him for that or he had just gotten his mom to do his laundry <laughs> and he just dumped it all over his bed but you're you're only as good as you know the room in which you stand as well, because it can be distracting whenever you're all like in a suit, but you got empty beer cans and laundry all over everywhere. So uh, just a quick throw a sheet, you know, behind you or something, you know, or a green screen, you know, take care of that. Yeah. Yeah. And also just with the fact that everyone's having to get used to a virtual world um, let's say you lose that connection and you're not able to see someone, but you're still able to hear them. I think one of the most impactful things you can do is just be your authentic self while you're having that conversation. Just don't worry about, oh my gosh, that happened. The person that you're talking to might be just as flustered as you are because they were probably having the same issues right before y'all were able to connect. And so if one aspect of that is missing, um, just shine by being who you are. 
and 100% honest you and show yourself, showcase yourself in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. Um, I would also throw in making sure you are muting yourself. Say if you are attending like a large virtual event where it's more people involved, those are some things that we've run into. I know whenever we host our events, um, if we have the lines open for questions and things like that, you have other individuals that are unmuted. So you're catching some of the background noise or even conversations that's going on in the background. So, you know, if you don't want everyone to know what's going on or know your business, you may want to make sure that you're on mute whenever you're connecting to those events, just so you're maintaining privacy as well as not disrupting those virtual events that's going on. Um, and another one, of course, like we emphasize in person events, you know, making sure that you have some type of pitch developed whenever you come in contact with a recruiter, do the same thing with a virtual event, you know, have a pitch built out, maybe some type of template or something that even if you have to copy and paste it in a chat or that you're pre pre prepared to present it within the virtual one-to-one -one with the recruiter, because as Michelle mentioned, you only have so much time. I think uh, some of the platforms are only offering maybe 10 minutes or so to connect. So that's not a lot of time to really have a lot of discussion and dialogue. So make sure you have some type of pitch established um, so you can let the recruiter know right off the bat, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm interested in, looking for, um, in order to guide the conversation. Are there any other best practices that we could share um, either from a student or maybe employer standpoint that could be beneficial during this time? Okay. Well, definitely, Hayden, I think you mentioned this before, this exercising patience um, as well as understanding we're all in this together. We're all trying to learn together. We're all trying to get better at this. Um, so, you know, don't take everything, I would say, personal. Um, if a employer set up a meeting with you and they were unable to connect, just in the back of your mind, know it could have been connection issues, which we've encountered before, um, which prevented them from connecting with you. So just be patient. Try to see if there's other ways that you can, can connect with them, whether it's through email, phone call, uh, if you're a student, get in contact with your career services team to let them know, hey, I had some issues connecting so they can try to troubleshoot for you, um, as well as, you know, on your end, if you're able to jump in and connect earlier to troubleshoot, test out the system, do that as well um, to prevent any issues from happening as, you know, whenever you're trying to join in and participate in a event. But um, thank you all for joining us today. Really good conversations. Um, Hayden, Michelle, Amy, any parting words? Yeah, I'll just say real quickly, you know, just following up with what you were just saying, Rod, employers are attending the events because they want to meet candidates. They're not just like, oh, you know, we got to do this. They, they're wanting to meet candidates. So don't take it personally. It is, you know, most likely technical issues. 
utilize your career services because they have those contacts with the with the employers that are attending the events and then they can hopefully get you connected with if you miss a session and so um yeah that's a that's a great point all right there you have it thank you again for joining the send me your resume podcast we look forward to connecting with you all again in the future and don't forget to send us your resume On behalf of the Send Me Your Resume team, we thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed the information that was shared and that it may be beneficial to you. If you have any questions or feedback regarding this episode, please email intern at gmfinancial.com or leave us a comment. We encourage you to follow or subscribe to our podcast to receive notifications for new episodes. Until next time, be safe and don't forget to send me your resume.